What's going on, San Antonio? What's going on, South Texas? My name is Mike Jimenez. Joe Garcia producing today's show, and this is the Alamo City Sportscast. Again, coming at you from the Alamo City, San Antonio, home of the Riverwalk, home of the San Antonio Spurs, home of the UTSA Roadrunners. You know what? It is Friday. We have come to the end of the week. Just realized that it's Friday. Looking forward to this weekend. But Joe, how are you doing today, my man? Doing good, man. We have a lot to talk about in today's show. Uh, today, uh, one of our good friends, uh, a guy I used to go to high school with, Angel yeah. uh, Gutierrez on, on Twitter. Uh, he's known as Angel Por Vida. He had put something up here. It was interesting. They're talking about Rocket Rod Strickland and the infamous pass in the overtime game against the Portland Trailblazers way back in the day that still is a, is a soft spot for us Spurs fans. And they had Rod Strickland on their podcast talking about the infamous play. So we'll talk about that. I also went ahead and talked to Ryan over at All Access MMA. So we're going to talk a little bit about MMA and preview the fight that's coming up over at UFC 58 this weekend. We did record a full segment. It went off for 16 minutes. We're only going to play six minutes, and we're going to have the other portion up on the YouTube channel for everybody to listen to because we did talk about the upcoming pay-per-view with PFL versus Bellator, which is historic, and it's going to be coming up in, later on this month in February, it's going to be in Saudi Arabia at a 3, 8, 3 p.m. I think is when it kicks off, which is kind of early for me because I'm used to drinking and watching fights. But nonetheless, we'll talk about that. And then you have some interesting topics for today. Yeah, we do have interesting topics today. You know, you mentioned the Rocket Rod one that still haunts Spurs fans to this day. And it's funny because I go back and I revisit that play over and over again it was, <laughs> well, it was the western conference semifinals, semifinals against Portland Trail yeah and uh you know was it all on him it was a bad pass okay yes it was but sean elliott my man quit hiding at the three-point line man go towards the bucket so we'll talk about that for a while we'll have to call that play up man show that play see what um, happened okay yeah. i think they they do have the highlight or something like yeah. that we'll, we'll go ahead and get into it you know uh the uh nba all-star reserves were announced yesterday and no surprise no surprise victor women yama's name was not called up there but but we were surprised as spurs fans we wanted him to be called up no you know? no on, no man. there's no spurs fan in their right mind oh. who thought that Wemby was going to be named an all-star i yesterday. wanted him to be named but i knew in my heart that he was not i can count you know? i can count the number of spurs wins on my hands dude you know that's how bad this this team has been this year he wasn't going to be named a reserve right now but can he be named a replacement because he's on the short list right now and you we'll think Kawhi is going to play that's right Kawhi is probably not going to play anthony davis probably won't play LeBron might not play. So there's a lot of that going on. And a lot of people are giving crap to like Steph Curry saying that Steph Curry does not deserve to be in it. I'm sorry, but the guy averages 27 points per game. What games are you watching? This guy is the star of the NBA alongside LeBron James. Of course, Steph Curry was going to be named it. So we'll talk about yeah. that for a while. Wemby did get honored by the NBA yesterday, by the way, rookie of the month for the month of January. Dude, Chet Holmgren's performance has just gone off a cliff. Wemby is now in the driver's seat to win Rookie of the Year. If he wants it, it's there. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, we'll be talking about also pop culture and nostalgic things because we like to do that oh here. God. There is a certain <laughs> South American Instagram model with more than 4 million oh followers goodness, who's got a gigantic booty. Okay, gigantic. We make BB Rex's booty look skinny. Hey, don't be okay? don't be slander. No slander on BB, man. But she's complaining about what it costs for her to travel because of that badonkadonk. 
Okay. <laughs> so we'll have to talk about that. Does she need a sheet extender she for the padunkadunk? <laughs> dude, it looks unnatural. I like big booties, dude, but yeah. this is a little bit unnatural, right? Oh, man. Like, like you know, Sir Mix-a-Lot said 36, 24, 36, only is she 5'3". Okay, this is like 50, 31, 411. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We'll, we'll talk about that. By the way, before we get going into the show, uh, props to Joe for expanding the network over here. I wish I could say that I had anything to do with this, but you yeah. you take all the kudos, kudos when it comes to it. Uh, I was listening this morning to Brandon Medina's <laughs> yeah. new podcast. Tell us about Brandon's new show. Yeah, Brandon's doing a show that's Generation kind of, Duo. Generation Duo, and it's kind of offbeat. You know, it's about comedy. It's about life. It's about whatever the hell two guys that are separated by 10 years that are friends want to talk about. And, and it's very interesting. You all got to check this out. I think the first episode uh, from what I was listening to it, uh, it Brandon and, and his friend Johnny yeah. are out here talking about aliens and dad rock. They're talking about it, what do you classify dad rock as? And they have Nickelback and all that kind of stuff on here. So I'm going to go ahead and share the screen real quick uh, if we can here. So let, give me a second. Or so maybe while, you can while, bring it up well, on while, your, your end. While you talk about that, by the way, yeah. uh, fact of the matter is, is that I felt a little bit old listening to it. You felt dated? Yeah, I did. <laughs> because, you know, in, in this whole dynamic here, you have Brandon, who is in his 20s, right? Yeah. Texas Tech grad. Uh, you know, was on San Antonio Sports Star for, for a while. You have Brandon out there who's in his 20s, who is a homeowner, who has, a, has a, child. a wife and a kid and all that stuff. And his best friend is 10 years older, who happens to have no kids, never married, I think lives in an apartment, and just the dynamic between the two. They're, they're funny. And dude. they start talking about dad rock. But the whole thing about dad rock is, is that even I think it's old. And that's considered to be dad What's your rock. favorite dad rock band? Uh, what did they say? Incubus. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, when they were getting into that, when they were getting into Stained and all that oh stuff. Oh, God, dude. Because when I think of dad rock, I think of yacht rock, man. I'm of, I'm of the age of thinking that Michael McDonald and Christopher Cross, Beach Boys, and some of that hey, is dad rock. You're throwing in some Michael Buble. I'm done with you, There bro. you go. There you go. <laughs> Did you want to play a part of this? Yeah, let's go ahead and play some of it. Yeah, this is a general toss-up. <laughs> um, and so what we've seen is you and I are into so many similar things, yes. right? We nerd out on a bunch of different stuff. Mm -hmm. So you'll hear us talk a lot about nerd topics. Um, we love pop culture, love movies, love, love sports. However, we view the world very differently because of our age gap, and we've seen that. And we've actually had fun seeing it. Instead of judging each other from the way we view things, uh, it's nice to just bounce ideas off of. So that's why we're here on the podcast. So on this show, we're going to be bringing in storylines from our personal lives, from the outskirts of the world. So bringing in crazy storylines to talk about and laugh about. And then at the end of every show, we will be doing a generation duo draft. And it's going to be a five-round draft on all types of The draft is funny. That's yeah. when they started getting into the dad rock. But yeah, listen to the whole the whole episode it's episode one it's up on the alamo city podcast network on youtube which you can go ahead and see the alamo city sportscast up on youtube and that's the channel we keep telling everybody to subscribe to we need you guys to subscribe because it helps the show grow it helps us keep on going and staying on the air and doing bigger and better things and we're expanding also to another podcast as well yeah uh, but i don't take credit for this this is something that brandon wanted to do and he's like hey man what do you think about it? i'm like hey it's a good idea do it dude and Full creative freedom. Brandon went ahead and brought his baby to fruition, and it was great to hear it, man. They they have good chemistry. So yeah, it was a fantastic show. Fantastic show. Again, go to the Alamo City 
podcast network and you'll find you'll find the uh, show there uh they, they did a very very good job you can also follow brandon on twitter as well uh was it brandon big poppy m i believe is what yeah brandon at. big poppy m so uh that's fun and then we're expanding another show as well so this is going to be turning into a network and we're also looking for more talent out there you know if you think you're talented enough to do a podcast here whether it be about the spurs or the cowboys or anything going on reach out to us let us know what you guys are thinking and see if you can be part of this now when they were talking about dad rock you know uh i made my daughter just cringe a little bit yesterday because we all have our guilty pleasures when it comes to dad rock right and i understand they're calling it dad rock what they're actually referring to is known as divorce rock divorce rock okay those who are getting divorced right now listen to incubus and lincoln park and listen to daughtry and and all of these early 2000 rock acts right dad rock for me is a little bit older okay i think dad rock for me is like 55 and older my daughter glazed over because i don't know why i have over 1200 songs on my spotify playlist that i just you know add two or three or four songs per week and i just put it on shuffle yeah. For some reason, when San Antonio's own Christopher Cross comes on no. and the song Sailing comes on, I just get into a good mood, man. I love that song. I hate that freaking song. I've always hated that song. Even when I was a kid, it made me cringe. I was like, the nails on the chalkboard, bro. Oh, man. And if the mood is right, we no. can sail away. No. I hear that stupid song. You hear it sailing. I'm like, no, no. (laughs) The canvas can do miracles. Just you wait and see. Believe in me. Come on, baby. You're going to sing that at karaoke. You're going to sing that at karaoke, man. (laughs) Chris Gonzalez knows what's up. He says, I'm just sailing away. That's right, baby. You can take part of the show if you go on to our YouTube stream. This is where you catch the show. Go on to our YouTube stream. Leave a, a comment or two. We're no longer on Facebook, no longer on Twitter slash X anymore. Uh, but like and subscribe and share this with your friends. Uh, share the links. Let us know that uh, – let people know what we're doing out over here, man. Yeah. So, oh, we got Tim Gonzalez. He says, Joe, when is that guest going to appear that's going to follow college basketball and covers the mock draft? We're going to have him on possibly next week. I'm going to be reaching out to him this weekend. We have more than one. We have two of them. Yeah, probably. and I have a good buddy of mine who's yeah. also – always he lives and dies by march madness <laughs> that's right my, those are my friends too, and man. and uh, i'm gonna be going to vegas by the way so we're yeah. taking the show on the road i'll be doing this show the alamo city sportscast from las vegas the first two days of march madness from a casino out there how drunk are you gonna be though it's gonna be 8 a.m over there you're gonna be you're gonna wake up drunk you're gonna be so drunk you wake up and you're still drunk i'm gonna be Drunkly drunk a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there with a uh, mimosa. Be there with a do the show in your freaking robe, bro. How cool would that be? <laughs> so I'm gonna be staying over at I believe the Mirage. All right, is where I'm staying at. My my friends have the have the points, so they're getting me a room someplace, and it's moved around. It's either the Mirage or Mandalay Bay. It's an MGM. Pro- yeah. uh, it's it's place. not a bad place, man. I mean, you could stay in worse. Yeah, you know. So it's. It's good that they're going to put you up in some in some place nice, you know. Yeah, uh, it's it's a nice place. I don't care where I'm at in Vegas, to be honest with you. No one stays in the room anyway. Just go there to sleep. That's go there to it. sleep and pass out, right? Because we're going to be out there. We're going to be eating. We're going to be drinking. We're going to be doing all that stuff, which means I got to lose a little bit more weight before then, dude. This morning <laughs> I did my weigh in. The middle number changed. 
I lost officially pound number 15. That is right. I'm the lowest I've been in two years, and I'm about 10 pounds away from where I was yeah. when I was running half marathons. You want to lose some weight, man. You go work out with Jeff, dude. No, Jeff doesn't make you lose weight. Jeff makes you bulk up. Jeff, Jeff is not about low reps. I mean, high reps, low weight. He's all about throwing the weight up there. He's about bulking up. I, I'm not going to lose weight doing that, and I'm already too stocky to begin with. And I love Jeff Garcia like crazy, but yeah. I want to go. I want to do like yesterday. I went to uh, the gym and I did uh, elliptical for 35 minutes. Then I did a walk and then I lifted weights for a while. And when I said lifted weights, I wasn't killing myself with the weight, but I I was doing 15 reps at a time, you know, sets of yeah. three. Did about eight machines or so. Nothing wild and exciting. I'm not trying to like get cut. I'm not trying to lose a ton of weight. I'm just trying to go from second trimester to first trimester. Oh, that is all I'm trying to do. But if I'm going to be going out there to Vegas, man, you know, it's all drinking, dude. It's all calorie intake over there, man. So I need to prep for that. But again, we go for about an hour, hour and 15 or so. <laughs> They're making fun of you. Well, what's up, Air Mike? Yeah, dude, I was <laughs> catching strays when I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> Saying that I am the one who's going to take responsibility, credit for Jeremy Sohan having what I consider to be the dunk of the year. Oh, God. Last game, uh, the uh, the reverse alley-oop dunk that he did. Tall tales. People were coming at me saying, you know what? The the dunk that <clears throat> Wemby had against the Bucks, where he did the, the behind the back. Was better. And then he got fouled, and the and one was better. I went and saw that dunk a few times yeah. overnight. I still think Wem I still think Sohans was better. You like Wemby's better. No, I like Sohans better. Oh, Sohans. I think right. Sohans was more it was more in the moment. I mean, I know the behind the back thing is in the moment, but I just yeah. think that it was so instinctive for him to do that because who would have thought that that pass in from Vassell would be so shallow that he would actually be forced to do that. Yeah. I'm going to give Sohan his flowers. That to me was the dunk of the year. It was a good dunk, man. I, I thought it was worthy of the Spurs, one of the Spurs dunks of the year. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm more than sure a lot of other Spurs fans kind of agree. But there's a facet that still say that Wemby, you know, they're pro Wemby. So whatever Wemby does, they just want him to win everything, you know. So it is what it is. It's to each his own, man. Yeah. Oh, man. And I, I, I started laughing, too, because they started saying Mike's tall tales. He's going to take credit for teaching Jeremy the his two his vertical leap or whatever his leaping abilities and then i put the the gif out there where it has that guy jumping off the trampoline <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a classic one by the way two inch vertical Mike. i do have the video up there of all right the let's Wim, go of the Wemby dunk let's check it is out. this the one that is the best dunk of the year because it wasn't and one that's a good dunk dude. it's a great dunk okay you know it's on the outlet St uh, actually st stolen ball behind the back behind the back behind lillard Oh, fouled by appears to be Lopez gets all excited. Don't get me wrong. That is a top tier dunk right there. Because how many seven foot three guys can do that? Right. Have those handles, man. So let's look at Sohan's dunk one more time. So Sohan was was a reverse dunk, right? Yeah. Let's let's see if we can find it here. There it, there is. it is right there. The slow-mo doesn't do it any justice, man. I mentioned that yesterday. He caught the ball in air, mid-stride, kind of adjusted, behind the back. And, and taking a look back at the rim, <laughs> he didn't do it blindly. He's looking at the rim. 
and he protected the ball because Suggs was going in there for the block. Dude, I know Wemby was fouled on that. And Wemby right there is probably startled. He's probably like, my man. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I, I think this I think the Sohan dunk was the best one of the year so far. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me here's the here's the, the, the full speed one. God, this is great. This was great. This is not going to make me sign that that uh, form that people want me to apologize for uh, to Sohan for. I will sign my first name only on that one. Okay, he's growing on me. He's growing on me because he's no longer playing point guard. He's growing on me because he's playing power forward and because he's doing a lot of things from inside the circle there within five feet. Yeah, that's what I'm liking. That's they what give I'm you seeing. Your new nickname now. What's up, Air Mike? Air Mike. Hey, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take. It. Hey, I got the initials, baby. MJ. <laughs> MJ. Very instead very. of Nike Air, it's Mikey Air. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Victor Wembanyama, Victor Wembanyama was named Rookie of the Month for the month of January. So he lost it to Chet Holmgren in November and December. So this is the first time that Wemby has gotten this honor. But despite all that, fact of the matter is that Vegas casinos now have Wemby as an overwhelming favorite to win Rookie of the Year. That's because he averaged 24 points per game. During the month of January, also double-digit rebounds, getting those three or four blocks and assists per game. Wemby was the no-brainer to win Rookie of the Month. And now the question becomes, can he look forward to getting a an all-star berth, if you will, because the reserves were named yesterday. But he would need to be named as a replacement. And there are probably about four or five players right now that have legitimate arguments for getting into the all-star team. Right. Julius Randle made it in, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, as far as the reserves. Identical stats yeah. to Victor Wembanyama. Okay. Same number of points, same number of rebounds. Now, Wemby, since January 1, has been playing like an all-star. That is no doubt. Yeah. He didn't come out the gate doing that, but he really did uh, show everybody what he's capable of. Last 20 games. Yeah, yeah exactly. The last 20 games. And the question becomes, is he going to be uh, – because you know someone's going to sit out the game, dude. They happen, It happens all the time. People have been All-Stars 8, 9, 10, 11 times. They don't want to do it anymore. They, yeah. they they say that they're injured or they tweaked this out or the other. I think Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard are probably going to be the most likely ones to step out. De'Aaron Fox is probably the first person on the board when it comes to, hey, this person should be an All-Star. People were kind of confused as to why Carl Anthony Towns made it over De'Aaron Fox. That was the debate yesterday. But De'Aaron Fox will be the first person called if there's a replacement. Now, if there's a second one, who's that going to? Is it Alperen Shingun? Is it Victor Wimbenyama? Is it DeMontis Sabonis? That is the big question. You right know, Wimbenyama said something, too. They had asked him, hey, man, what if you get called as a as a reserve? You know, that kind of scenario in case, you know, let's say, somebody can't make it yes. you know and he is like well i would be honored to you know be nominated or go to the all-star game but he was saying but honestly he said like something to the effect of i would rather jeremy get called yeah you know and and that and that's cool because you know well let's talk about that in a second uh devin booker made it on the western side anthony edwards Kawhi leonard anthony davis paul george steph curry carl anthony towns uh on the eastern conference though uh, that was the snub that we were talking about, how Jeremy Sohan was not part of the sophomore team, the freshman versus sophomore team. He got let, let, let out of that. 
Uh, but Paulo Boncaro, who's in his second year, was named to the all-star team. So he's yeah. probably not going to do the sophomore challenge, which opens up a spot. Maybe Jeremy gets to go in there. <clears throat> Eastern Conference All-Stars that are the uh, reserves. Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey, Julius Randle, Bam Adebayo, Paulo Boncaro, Jalen Brown. And look at Jalen Brunson, man. Jalen Brunson is a great story, man. Jalen Brunson is somebody yeah. who's kind of uh, – people didn't believe in him for a while. Last night, goes out there. I loved it when they announced him because when they announced him, they said Jalen Brunson just named All-Star for the very first time, and Madison Square Garden just erupted for that next They're happy player. for him. Yeah, man. Guy's averaging like 27 points per game. Let's hear this interview with him real fast. Yeah, you have this it up. Is, this is courtesy of MSG. All right. Let me go ahead and bring it on here. And here we go. Tell me if you're playing it. Do we have Find audio? It. Is it off mute? I don't know why the audio doesn't work on here. Okay. Well, Jalen Brown, uh, Jalen Brunson, rather was interviewed after his 40-point performance yesterday. We just look at the video. He is in tears. He is crying about being named to the All-Star team, and this is a very beautiful thing. Very beautiful thing. Over on our YouTube stream, Bane Stain saying the Mavs uh, fumbled Jalen Brunson because he played with the uh, Mavs, and the Mavs let him go because they went, went after Kyrie Irving instead. And that was a disaster. Brunson was on the come-up. Whereas Kyrie Irving was on the way down. Look at Chris Gonzalez. He says, now I'm singing sailing as he's watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's a beautiful written show. But look at this. I mean, isn't this the greatest thing about it? Think about what we were talking about yesterday. We were talking about how there were certain players that were pissed off about having to play 65 games in order to be named to the all <clears throat> first team, all team, you know, first all team, all NBA, first, second team, all NBA being named Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, and whatnot. And look at this guy. Jalen Brunson looks like he'd want to play all 82 games, and it doesn't matter if he's hurt or not. There's a different breed, man. There's a different type of player out there. And when the Spurs are going out there looking for someone to bring in as free agents or looking to draft, I yeah. want them to have this desire. Look at the, 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 the eyes of this guy. This is the same type of eyes you would see out of a Tim Duncan out of a Manu Ginobili, out of a Tony Parker. It's called Parker. humility. Yeah, he's very humble. Yeah. He's honored to be part of the all-star team. Unexpected, man. He wasn't expecting to get in at all, you know? Yeah. Jalen Brunson, man, what a great story. What a great story. You know, and I was going to show the other uh, – I'm going to go ahead and put this on here. Let me see if I put – there we go. These are the rosters for the East and the West Conference. They show the starting five, and as you were – Going down the list, you were naming the uh, reserves, you know, Jalen Brunson. You had Tyrese Maxey, Donovan Mitchell, and Julius Randle also for the New York Knicks uh, for the Eastern Conference as the reserves. And then you go down the Western Conference, and you were mentioning, you know, they had Devin Booker, Steph yeah. Curry, Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Car Anthony, Carl, Carl Anthony Towns. All of these guys are deserving. Wemby? He's a rookie. I know Spurs fans are enamored with him and they want him to be in the, you know, be in, in the NBA All-Star game. I do too. I'm a big Spurs fan as well. But at the end of the day, it doesn't surprise me. I'm a little disappointed that he didn't get it. But at the end of the day, I understand why. You know, I right. understand the logic. Yeah. Jalen Brunson, by the way, was drafted in the second round. He's 27 years old, making a, an All-Star appearance for the first time ever. 
That's amazing. But you take a look at that lineup that you're talking about there when it comes to uh, the NBA All-Stars. Joel Embiid, big name, MVP candidate. Uh, some would say in the driver's yeah. seat. Was Might not, not. going to be playing. Yeah, that, that's, that's a big deal. Uh, you but see that what happened? Weekend. Did you see what happened? They announced his uh, injury. He has a torn meniscus. Oh, that's that's the I hadn't heard the uh, yeah I hadn't heard the latest of it yet. Yeah, they were saying I believe I saw it somewhere on social media, where they were saying that uh, Embiid has a torn meniscus. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah, that's that's uh, interesting. That's interesting. And he was uh, actually also in the conversation for MVP this year. His name was being thrown around. Let's see here. So according to ESPN, this this dropped late last night. Uh, 76 star Joel Embiid suffered a torn lateral meniscus injury in his left knee against Golden State. John the Kaminga fell on top of him. Yeah. Uh, goes on to say that there's going to be a treatment plan in place for the injury, and the options will be discussed o- over the next several days. This will probably knock out his ability to win the MVP award. Now, there is a caveat to the MVP award, by the way. If you're knocked out for the year, you can qualify for it. I forgot how many games you have to play, though, to qualify. Yes. Drew show was reaching out and I'm glad that you sent that, that uh, super chat for a couple of reasons. First of all, thank you for the tip, my man. Again, top of the, uh, the top right of our screen, we have a QR code uh, for uh, if you want to buy us a coffee, get us, give us a tip. If you will, it helps pay for our equipment and whatnot. Uh, but I was actually going to pivot to this drew. So you were right on time it says, apparently Steven Adams was available for an expiring and a couple of second rounders. He makes $12 million per year. Spurs did nothing. The usual suspects will continue to defend, pop in the front office till Wemby leaves. So uh, that was interesting because, again, the trade deadline is a week from today, and trades are already happening. And that name that came up was Stephen Adams. And the Spurs have been enamored with Stephen Adams. I love that guy, dude. I mean, I know he's an older player and whatnot, but I love that ga- that guy. And the Houston Rockets uh, made that trade with the, with the Grizzlies. Uh, Steven Adams for Victor Oladipo, three first, uh, second-round draft picks. You know, so, I mean, like you said, it's an expiring deal going that way. Are we going to sit here and believe that Brian Wright's going to do nothing? I totally believe Brian Wright will do absolutely nothing because he wants to stay the course. Because let's face it, if the Spurs make trades at the trade deadline, what does that indicate that they are no longer tanking when they've been tanking hard since the beginning of the season? Now, I don't think they're going to bring somebody in. They're going to make every attempt in the world to get draft capital. That's what they're going to do. They get more draft capital. Again, we, we're we've, just getting younger. We've done it repeatedly yeah. over the past several years. We got draft capital for Derek White, for Thad, uh, Thad Young, Young, for uh, Yaka Pertle, for DeMar DeRozan. We've gotten draft capital for... DeJounte Murray. Maybe they'll get draft capital for Dougie McBuckets. Doug McDermott. They have Devontae Graham, who has hardly played any games this yeah, season, man. And and He's I, just sitting there. I don't know what kind of reputation these guys have. Like, yeah. I think Doug McDermott for a very, very good team, like a Boston playoff or, team. Or a playoff bound yeah. team that needs someone to come in and just shoot lights out and not play defense. Give you some three pointers off the bench. That's, you know, that's what that's that's what, what he would be good for. You wouldn't be getting a top first-round draft pick no, for him. No. If you get a first-round pick, it's going to be number 25 or 30 in the draft. That's what you're going to get. I'm fine with second-round picks. You can still find some decent talent there in the second round. You could actually start filling the needs of the team 
versus best available player, which is what mostly all teams do in the first round of the draft, especially if you're getting a pick one through 10, you're going for the best available player. Even if you have a guard, if you have another guard out there, best available player, you're going to pick him. I agree. 100% agree. David Atwater says draft capital is used for trades. The thing yeah. is, is that we've been accumulating draft capital. We haven't been sending it out for anybody. I can't think of the last time the Spurs did that. I got to go back in time. I'm going to research that over the weekend. When was the last time the Spurs traded draft capital to get a player? Jeez, I think the last time I re- I don't even remember it was draft capital. It might have been, but it was um, – What's that guy's name that plays for the used to play for the Nets? Then he was playing for the Bucks. It was one of the worst trades in Spurs. Oh, history. Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson. I think that is the last time that the Spurs actually did something. <laughs> and that didn't turn out to work out for the Spurs. That's when Richard Jefferson had left the Nets and he found a resurgence in his career right. with the Bucks. Well, he was playing well. He was playing well. The Spurs got Lamarcus. They got Lamarcus, but they didn't really give up anything because LaMarcus was a free agent yeah. with the Richard Jefferson. That was during the regular season. And that was a trade that they made. We got a $6 or a six euro tip. I love it. Yeah. From Thank Garrett you. in the Netherlands. As I want to say that I enjoy listening to you guys. I've seen the rumors for a while about Trey young wanting to join the Spurs. Any truth to it? Uh, I actually think that there is truth to it. He wants okay. to play with Wemby? He wants yeah. to play with Wemby? Yeah. I, I, th- there's got to be some star that wants to play with Victor Wembanyama. Why not Trey Young? So that's the thing. That That is the hope that I think Spurs fancy to hold on to is that there's going to be somebody who overlooks the fact that San Antonio is a small market that's going to overlook the fact that San Antonio is a relatively boring city. And they are in a different conference and, entirely. Yes. You they're going to look at San Antonio and go, I can be the Robin to Wemby's <laughs> Batman. Hey, and Trey can drop some dimes, dude. He dude. can put up some points. And that's what they need. Man, dude, a, a team of Trey, Sohan, and Wemby would be so entertaining. But it also would have – we'd lead the league in turnovers because those oh, three no guys doubt, turn dude. the ball over like crazy. But then you have some balance there. If, in fact, they did do that trade and you kept somebody that could actually – play a little defense, you know, and you kept Sohan, but you'd have to get, you'd have to get rid of Keldon. You'd have to say you ha- bye to you Keldon. You'd have to send somebody. Keldon, you'd probably say bye to Doug McBuckets, you, you know, Dougie McBuckets, Doug McDermott. You'd probably say bye to Vassell as well. You, you probably but would. But you do it anyway. You'd probably do it. I mean, if you, you want to win games now, you would do that. The only untouchable name on this entire roster is Victor Wimanyama. Yeah. Everybody else can be had. I agree. Now the Spurs do have the possibility of having two first-round draft picks this upcoming summer. Spurs have their own, which is right now the Spurs have the third-worst record in the NBA. So Spurs would be picking somewhere between one and seven if it if it if it ends that way. Spurs also have Toronto's pick, which is top sixteen protect uh, top six protected rather. Uh, right now, Toronto has the sixth-worst record in the NBA. So there's like a 50-50 chance of us getting that. If that doesn't convey this year, it moves into next year. Yeah. Spurs have their own. Spurs have Atlanta's. There's no restrictions on it. The Spurs have Chicago's top 10 protected. They have Toronto's top six protected, if it doesn't convey this year. And they have Charlotte's top 14 protected. Anywhere between two, two minimum, up to five. Two minimum, three likely, four possible, five. Crazy. 
That's a lot of picks. That's a lot of picks. Hey, we need to start getting into this talk too about revisiting an old wound with Rod Strickland, dude. Yeah, let's let's get into that. But real fast before we get into that, uh, Vainstein says uh, Trey Young is also a Spurs fan because he's from Texas. Drew Show says if you're gonna get Trey Young, it's only gonna be via free agency. They won't trade for him. Oh, he said more pipe dreams. More is what pipe he dreams is yeah. what he's talking about there. Um. I like that comment by Jesus. Before we talk trades, we need to get Wemby some help better down the line on defense. All that length and he refuses to lift his arms to contest a shot. The thing is, is that the Spurs don't have anybody there that plays defense. And that's the problem that I have with Trey Young. I mean, Trey Young, Trey Jones, rather. Um, Trey Jones playing a lot better this year. He's improved his shot. He's improved his finishing ability. Guy can't play defense. Vassell was a defensive lockdown guy in, in college at Florida State. Yeah. Doesn't play defense anymore. We remember that Kelvin dynamic. Johnson doesn't play defense as much anymore because he is, you know, undersized. He's being called upon to put the, up points. The best defender on the team, arguably, might be Jeremy Sohan. It is, yeah. But Sohan only can guard people of a certain size. If they're about six five to about six nine, he can lock them down. If they're taller than that. They, they go through him. He's undersized. He's yeah, undersized that at that point. Yeah, especially if he's down in the, in the paint. Yeah, he's going to get punished. And Wemby, you know, Wemby is kind of like Deion Sanders, right? They just don't challenge him. Yeah. You know, he gets blocks from playing weak side defense. They don't challenge him because he's so freaking tall. So, I mean, Wemby, I guess, arguably is our, our best defender. Sohan is the best one-on-one -on -one defender is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. He, I mean, and that's not saying a lot, you know, because Sohan – He's okay. He's a, a good defender, but he's not like one of those lockdown guys, like a Bruce Bowen-esque guy but out yeah. on the wing back in the day that would just shut guys down. Yeah, and I don't you know, know. I don't know what else he needs to do to to get better to to make that happen. But uh, let's talk about Rod Strickland a little fast. I got yeah. I got to find that video, don't I? Uh, yeah, it's on my uh, on my Twitter. Oh, so it is. you go check it out. I think I posted it on there, and I had put that we're going to be discussing the infamous Rod Strickland pass that ended the Spurs' playoff run and possibly a trip to the NBA Finals. Yeah, keep in mind, the Spurs at that point had not won an NBA title before. No. So we were thirsty. pre-99. We were thirsty for a championship, right? Yeah. And what ends up happening is, is that we're this Game 7 against Portland and the Spurs had had run-ins with this team with Cliff Robinson and Clyde Drexler and Kevin Duckworth and all of those guys, <clears throat> they couldn't get past the Blazers. Yeah, that that was that was that one mountain that we couldn't climb for whatever reason. And the fact of the matter is, is that it came down to this really last minute play, and Rod Strickland does the most infamous thing. I'm looking for it. Did you uh, put it on your page? Uh, I think we have it here. When well, this is full disclosure here. Our, our my good friend Angel Gutierrez. What known, up, Angel? Known as Angel Guti Three on on the X. Me and him went to high school together. And he put this out this morning. He was like, need to tag some old dogs that remember this like it was yesterday. And he was talking about the Rod Strickland. So I'm going to go ahead and play this because this was an excerpt from All That Smoke podcast, which we hate, by the way, because it has Steven Jackson, who's an absolute ass. I don't mind this show. I don't care. For I it, don't mind. But it. let's play it. <laughs> he got him rubbing the shit. You see, he's like, God damn it. That changed <laughs> my whole that. posture, right? <laughs> there it is. Take, take us back to that moment. Wow, wow. That moment was crazy. Because, like, 
if if I break it down, like we could have beat them, and then we would have been playing uh, the Suns, I think it was, and we were kind of dominating the Suns that year. You know, KJ was a beast, but again, you had David Robinson back there, so that was a big time play, and it was getting caught up in the moment, right? New York, like you know, I was one of my, and I. Was- All right. So what are you showing me? I'm showing you the video of, of what he did. Okay. Let me go ahead and hide this and we'll show that. It's the video of the actual video. The devastating pass, the no look pass. Okay, let's dissect this play real fast. Strickland's bringing the ball up the court. Robinson on the left hand side swings it around to Willie Anderson. Willie Anderson refuses to take the shot. Robinson doesn't take the shot. Dude, that was just a very discombobulated play. The whole thing, dude. Oh, everybody skipped out on playing on on shooting the ball. No one wanted to shoot it. Rod didn't want to shoot it. Cummings didn't want to shoot it. Elliot did nothing. Willie passed on it. Robinson, nope, nope. Now here's the thing. Maybe just maybe Rod thought Sean's gonna go towards. That's the bucket. exactly what he was talking about in that little excerpt here from that all the smoke. When you start listening to that and you start, you know, Rod starts recanting what he was thinking. He's like, it was a bad play at the end of the day. He's like, my back was to the the basket. I anticipated that Sean Elliott was going to cut because usually he goes, he's look capable at, look of at, cutting. Look at, look at that young Greg Popovich, assistant coach yeah. to Larry Brown right there. By the way, it was a bad pass for a variety of reasons. First yeah. of all, it was no look. Secondly, Jerome Kersey was standing right there. Rod couldn't see anybody because he wasn't looking. He had his back to the basket, you know? And who did Rod play for before coming to the Spurs? Oh, man, I don't remember who he played Didn't he for. play for Portland or did he go to Portland no, afterwards? I think he went to Portland afterwards, but I don't remember who he I played I know he played for. for the Knicks for a while. He played for several teams after he did after he played for the Spurs. But that was an infamous play. The Spurs uh, ended up getting knocked out. And as he mentioned, uh, the Spurs dominated the Suns that, that whole season. That would have been our first uh, first time going to the NBA Finals, potentially. They could have gone, man, because what was sitting right in front of them was Portland. And Portland was giving them fits, but the Spurs could have, could have won that game. But, dude, nobody wanted to shoot. Rod drives in, does nothing. Terry well, defers. Sean swings it around. Willie didn't take the shot. Dude, how many times did you, you see You had Robinson? Sean wide open. If you look at that play... Sean was wide open how, on the wing. How many times did you ever see Robinson not take that shot? Oh, man. If Rod had just seen Sean and he would have hit him, he was wide open for yeah. that three, dude. Robinson refused to take the shot. Willie refused to take it twice. Sean and Terry Cummings played hot potato. They had, you know, you mentioned Richard Jefferson earlier. Yeah. Richard Jefferson has gone on record as saying that he knows that he was a good basketball player but was never a great player. You know why he says he was never a great player? It's because he said that at the end of the game, if they were down one with uh, 10 seconds to go, he was the last person who wanted to take the shot. He didn't, want, he didn't have that clutch gene in him. He's like, dude, He was like, dude, I am great. I'm a good player from the tip-off all the way to the last 30 seconds. Do not give me the ball. Dude, he has said that. Yeah. That is what that play was. Robinson did not want that shot. Willie did not want that shot. Terry Cummings didn't want that shot. Sean Elliott didn't want that shot. So I understand the venom that people have towards Rod Strickland. 
but four players refused to shoot the ball hey, before he did it. I ain't going to lie, man. Willie twice. Rod Strickland is one of my favorite Spurs point guards, man. Yeah. Rod Strickland was a good point guard when he played for the San Antonio Spurs. And then Drew's asking the question, why didn't they call a timeout? I don't know if Again, they had a timeout or not. Pop was in there. <laughs> Pop's like, let him play through you know, it. You know, you know, you know, you, you have Larry Brown about to say timeout. And, no. And, and Pop, Pop <laughs> flags him down, gets in his way. Holding his hands uh, down. No, don't you do don't it. Don't make that T. Don't make that T. Let him play. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Gonzalez uh, reminds us that Rod played for the Blazers. Oh, yeah. Right before coming to the Spurs. That's what made sense. You know, the crowd loved him after that. Oh, <laughs> look at Drew. He said the same thing. What are we doing here? Call oh, a timeout. Drew off the play. <laughs> no, they, you know, no. That no. was Coach Pop. Pop, Pop whispers into Larry Brown's ear. Let's see what we got. That's like that meme with the Bugs Bunny that goes around. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. You know what? I want, I want to have a side by side of me going, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, call a timeout. They had like 30 something seconds, you know, yeah. left in that game. I mean, come on, man. It wasn't like you were down like to one second. You were forced to shoot it. You still had some time on the shot clock. You could have called a timeout, inbounded the ball, and, and reset and, and get a better shot, a better quality of shot. It's just, it was a very disheartening and heartbreaking loss for Spurs fans because they had such high hopes for the yeah. team to keep moving on. I mean, this team was a good team. This team could have won the NBA Finals because if they had gotten past the Blazers, like we were talking about, they had the Suns number and they could have moved on. That was when we as Spurs fans were starting to believe that this team could actually make a run and go to the NBA Finals. This is when we were getting that string of of uh, 50 win seasons. You know, people think the 50 win season started in 1998 with uh, Tim Duncan. No, it started around 1989 with David Robinson. That's the thing. Goodness, man. Goodness. Take a look at an article right now uh, on ESPN.com. It says the all-snub team at center of the Western Conference. They have Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Laurie Markkinen, Jamal Murray and Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, I guess it's from all sides. Alperen Shingun, Victor Wembanyama, Trey Young. Those are the eight snubs according to ESPN.com. So if you figure one or two people drop out, maybe Wemby jumps in. Maybe. Just There's maybe. a slight chance he can because, again, who's going to actually drop out because they want to go ahead and keep their body from injury for the rest of the season? I mean, look, the All-Star game is nothing more – than a bona fide exhibition game. Right. It's not serious. Two great comments here. First of all, we, we've got uh, Matt Lerma saying this is why the Memorial Day miracle was so special because, it again, it was against the Portland Trailblazers. Garrett is asking the question, were we tanking for Wemby way back then? Uh, <laughs> Wemby wasn't alive, but uh, you know who was alive and was in middle school? Was Tim Duncan at that time. And Tim Duncan, we tanked for Duncan. And Spurs fans have revisionist history when it comes to it. And hate to admit that the Spurs did, in fact, tank for Tim Duncan, but we did. We did not tank for David yeah. Robinson. David Robinson, that team just sucked. We sucked for years leading up into that draft. So we did not tank for Big Dave, but we did for Timmy. They did for Timmy because they, they got Dominique Wilkins to come back to the NBA and play for the team. And Dominique had a good season with the Spurs in the absence of one David Robinson who was out due to injury. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, let's face it. 
the Spurs had the same roster that they had with with David, but they just had Dominique. And yes, you're going to lose something as far as scoring and defense, but you still kind of have the same players out there. And what happened? They just laid an egg, and they were hard tanking for Timmy. Dude. I, I don't think people realize hard how tanking. good David Robinson was. He was, dude, David, back in the day, he was a unicorn. He was these one of these guys that the league had never seen a guy at David Robinson's size be as athletic and able to do what David Robinson could be could do so on the court, especially in the paint, so dominant, a, a defensive presence, just blocking guys, and so athletic for his size. And he his speed was unreal. Like David Robinson is a very special player. If you go back and watch the tapes when he was in his prime, I mean, the guy was unreal. You know how we talk about, like, the greatest quarterback of all time versus the best quarterback of all time? Tom Brady is the greatest. Patrick Mahomes is the best. The greatest player in Spurs history is Tim Duncan. And, no for, and will forever be the greatest player of all time. The best player of all time, probably David Robinson. David Robinson was just dude. David Robinson, crazy. David game, Robinson dude. was was so skilled. The way he ran the break, the way he played defense, the way he passed the ball. The best player, my personal opinion, that the Spurs have ever had in their prime was David Robinson. The problem is, is that we oftentimes remember David Robinson from the back end of his career when he had back uh, injuries, back injuries yeah. and wasn't the way that he was before. Yeah. But man, David Robinson from 1989 to 1995 was special. Was Victor Wembanyama special? Best player we've ever had on this franchise. They have him listed at what him. seven one, seven foot, seven, seven one, seven foot, seven one. Uh, the guy uh, was just a very, very nice man. Still, um, very humble when he came into the league, you know, and very open to being coached by the great Larry Brown. Yeah, Tim Gonzalez reaches out and says, uh, after watching old school Spurs, he looks back and and says that nineteen ninety three was actually a very good team, a great team. The Spurs were special back then, and the the youth that was there from the Spurs drafting David Robinson, Spurs drafting Sean Elliott, getting a Rod Strickland in free agency. Yeah. You know, there were other players out there in the early 90s. David Wingate was a really good defensive player. Until he had his troubles. Yeah, late, yeah. Eight, late 80s, you had Johnny Dawkins. You know, it was very, very fun to watch that. Uh, Drew Show reaches out with a super chat right now. Says two seasons later, Brown resigns, gets fired. At that time, free agent Pat Riley wanted to coach the Spurs. His price was equity in the team. He went to New York. Uh, equity in the team is kind of probably the sticking point, man. You know, and and that's a smart thing that people are doing. By the way, celebrities are doing not only athletes but also uh, musicians and whatnot. They're like, "Oh, you want me to sponsor you? I don't want, yeah, I don't want payment. I want equity in this." Movie stars are doing this with movies as well. Say, hey, don't pay me. You know, for the next Avatar, I'd rather have one tenth of one percent. Uh, but the I, take. I, I don't. Know. I don't believe that Pat Riley ever would have come to San Antonio because we're not no. his type of city, not at all. He's a L.A. Miami kind of guy. L.A. New York Miami. Look at where he's where he's been his entire career. Look at what he's done though. When you wherever Pat Riley has gone, there's been success. Pat Riley is one of the best coaches, in my opinion to ever have, you know, coached in the NBA. I think we have another uh, super chat from uh, 
Mario Cavazos, but I think it kind of uh, bounced off there for a while. I don't see uh, it. I saw it. Well, if not, Mario, you can buy us a beer in real life. You can buy us a beer in real life. <laughs> hey, uh, let, let's go ahead and switch gears here. Did you hear about that story about uh, Baltimore Ravens tight end Mark Andrews? No. What happened? So him? Mark Andrews, you know, the Ravens are no longer in the playoffs. You know, they got knocked out by the Chiefs. Uh, Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the NFL, probably top five easily went healthy, uh, but he missed a lot this year. Uh, he is being called a hero because yesterday he helped a woman who was having a medical emergency on a Southwest Airlines flight from Baltimore to Phoenix. Now, Andrews is type one diabetic. And as he's seeing this woman suffer, he's asking the question, do you think it has something to do with her blood sugar? Oh, man. Do you think it has something to do with her being diabetic? And apparently he had some sort of kit to that monitors his stuff and that also gets him going Yeah. Uh, when he has a diabetic issue. Pass that along to the the flight crew. Yeah. And lo and behold, she comes comes to, you know, she's yeah. she she's better because of it. And they're saying that he's a hero because of this. And, you know, they're flying the skies and. It's it's so cool to see somebody step up and realize, hey, I suffer from this. I know what this person's going through. I'm type one diabetic also, uh, but Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens called yeah. the hero today. We do a pop culture today. Yeah, we can do it. Do you want me to go ahead and get the, yeah. the music ready? Go go ahead and get that. Cue ready. it up, and I'm gonna look up some photos of this girl. All right, let's get into pop culture real fast because you have an affinity, Joe, for BB Rexa. Oh, right? yeah, man. BB Rexa's your girl, right? What's wrong with BB? Why do you like BB Rexa so much? No, man, she's. she's well, cool. What's your favorite body part of BB Rexa? All of it. All of it. She got you, something to grab onto, keep you warm, bro. You like BB? Even BB can go chill, man. Like, she looks like she's just a chill kind of girl, you know? Like, She'll go and watch sports with you. Whatever you all want to do, she'll go with you, you know, just hang out with you. You want to go get something to eat? You don't got to worry about where you're going because she's on a diet, girl. Just eat. You know, you want to go get some wings? Take BB with you. You want to go to the movies? You want to get a beer? BB drink with you, man. <laughs> you know, that's your ride or die. You like that ass, dude. Let's just call it know. what it is. You like that ass. I don't know. BB just looks like she's a chill girl, man. Well, there's a, there's a uh, model who goes by the name of Gracie Bond. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but I have a photo of her up right now. Oh, and Mario Cavazzo says he brought us a beer earlier. Hey, thank very you very cool. much, Mario. I, I saw, the, I saw you, it man. flash, but I didn't see a comment behind it. So Maybe that's Ma what it was, man. It was a notification. Yeah, so yeah, Mario, okay. thank you so much for thank that. Thank you, man. Mario. Appreciate it. Um, so let's take a look at this girl real fast. I have a photo of her up right now on my screen, if you can share that with us. Yeah. Um, she is what you call a uh, big girl. <laughs> That's a lot of, of ass right That's there. That's a lot of ass. I mean, it's it's got to be unnatural, man. Wow. It's got to be unnatural. But it says that she's asking airlines to accommodate huge asses out there. She's circulating a petition because she's a, uh, she's a, she's upset about the fact that she has to get a second ticket sometimes because this model, who by the way, pretty face, pretty face. But that ass is the ass about of about three people combined. Man, you know what? That's this a little is... bit much. Look, look at this. Look at her sit down. Look at those thighs. How can you be relatively normal and curvy up top, 
but have that down low. What is going on? Do you find this attractive at all? No, bro. Four and a half million people subscribe to her on Instagram, follow her on Instagram. Okay, first of all, very beautiful face. It's a very pretty face, but this is a little bit much. So she's showing uh, photos of herself having a difficult time putting on a seatbelt. Jeez, dude. On the airline. This reminds me of that song from back in the day. You remember that intro they used to have with that old, uh, was it rap song? It'd be like, S, 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 S. It's a little, it's a little too much, man. It's a little too much. But uh, yeah, there is an airline, by the way, in, in uh, Asia that charges people based on their weight. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at Jonathan. I got to show this, man. Jonathan C., thank you for the $2 super chat, man. $2 for Jonathan C. He goes, is there such a thing as too much ass? There is. That man. is too much, That is bro. too much ass. I mean, <laughs> I mean. No, Jesus is like, Joe like it. No, bro. That's too much for me, man. Okay, because like BB Rexa, for example, BB Rexa is somebody who is, I mean, astacular, dude. You know, I like Lainey Wilson, by the way. Lainey Wilson has a good badonkadonk herself. That is a, a perfectly fine size curvy booty right but that uh, that model we were talking about there bond or whatever her name was that is huge dude that is scary that is not even like you can't even wear booty shorts with that it's just scary yeah we got a troll in the chat man y'all be nice to each other man that's the thing like y'all gotta stop with this nonsense of going at each other in the chat you know i don't care who you are we just want to keep things amicable and let's behave, man. We we grown we grown here. Yeah, grown. that that's the thing. You we know, grown here. Yeah, man. we're 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 trying to not have a. Uh, no, we're not here for drama, bro. I don't care yeah. what it is. If you're just don't be disrespectful, don't be racist, that kind of stuff. Like saying things that are going to be insinuating like racism or anything like that. Which I'm not saying that they're doing, but things like this have happened in the past. There's no there's no room for that. Yeah, you know. Let's all let's all play nice. Let's play nice, bro. Let, let's, let's all play, play nice. Let's all play nice. Uh, so. Uh, Matt Lerman asked the question, what's your podcast about? Sports, pop culture, and ass. <laughs> I know this is Matt Lerma's topic right here, bro. Come on. Matt L Lerma likes him a little ass. Dude, I mean, who doesn't, man? I mean, if you want to see one right here, for, for, uh, here's Sofia Vergara being shown Hi. on TMZ. That's a 50-year-old booty. That, hey, that, uh, that's what my friends will say in the theater, dude, embarrassing as shit. When we're watching a movie, and they know there's a hot you know, actress on screen. And they're waiting for the money shot, and then they're, uh, it's so quiet, and they just hear, there it is. I'm like, <laughs> God, bro, every fucking time, man. I can't take my guys anywhere. They just they start laughing. It's like they can't help themselves. All quiet. There it is. <laughs> I'm like, geez, bro, that's so funny, dude. No, I don't mind talking about BB Rexa. She's probably the highest, the 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 largest amount of booty that's acceptable, man. After that, it becomes a little bit too much. But I found that to be interesting. I was also mentioning how in 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 uh, Asia there is a. It's <laughs> just Rivera says I identify as so an airplane seat. seat. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, I was also no. <laughs> in Asia there's this airline that charges you based on your weight and it includes your luggage. So what you do is when you go to the airport, they weigh you and they weigh your luggage and they charge you accordingly based on the overall weight of you with what you're bringing on. <laughs> I would laugh so loud if someone said that in the theater, bro. I can't take my friends anywhere when I'm saying that they say, there it is. Yeah. I'm like, geez, man. 
All right. Drew has a super chat with us right now, but uh, basically says that uh, he understands that troll accounts are being made out there to go after him. Uh, says, uh, sorry that he hurt your feelings, I guess. So we'll just kind of leave it at that. But uh, no, you know, I understand that there are fans of this show that listen to our show on, a, on the daily. And, yeah. and, that, and we appreciate you guys. But the thing is that we don't want you to, to, to get at each other yeah, and man. piss off people so that they don't watch our show. Oh, you want your argument? Well, great. You fucked us over. Yeah. It's like, dude, let's let's just talk sports. We're not here to bash each other, man. And that goes for all my friends, especially my close friends like Christopher Leja, you know, Spernandez, Chicana Fuerte, Matt Lerma, all these other people that I, I kind of talk with in private chats beyond just the show. These are my friends. So if you're going to be coming at them, especially, yeah. you're going to be talking nonsense. I'm going to block your ass so you can't even enjoy the show anymore. How about that? Yeah, and and all we do on this show, by the way, we talk sports and we talk uh, various issues that come up that that pop up in our lives. Yeah, and it, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a break. Sorry, it's supposed to be a break from what we're doing. A break from the real world. From the man. real world is come basically on. it. Uh, I'm excited over this weekend, dude. This weekend, I'm going to be going to the Mardi Gras parade at SeaWorld. <laughs> oh, really? SeaWorld San Antonio doing a Mardi Gras parade. I'm going to take my son Justin out there. It's going to be a fun time out there. Uh, it's Sesame Street themed, so I got to get my my son some Mardi Gras apparel and things like that. Joe Gonzalez, which is out and says, uh, show more Nalgas, please. Look at that. Scissor Look ass. up Scissor's ass. <laughs> you know what? I can't oh, because Joe does, Joe does his work work on this computer. No, this is the laptop. I have my oh, other okay. desktop over there. You can do <laughs> this one is made. I bought this one just for the studio so we can do remotes and just, you know, use it here at the table. So you could do whatever you want to with that one. Now it's all good. Oh, I bought a new computer yesterday, man. You finally did? Yeah, dude. Uh, I, you you got to say goodbye to the old one. You were telling me about the motherboard, right? Yeah. So the thing is, is that I ended up getting a different uh, Surface Pro. Okay. But there's a Surface Pro that's like the, the tablet. Yeah. And then there's a Surface Pro uh, laptop. It's like a pro version or something. Yeah. Right. But it's a, it's a laptop, yeah. though. So I ended up going to go get one. And I, <laughs> I was not like, cheap. <laughs> well, well, the Surface Pro, the one that detaches as, as a tablet, yeah. those are expensive. The counterpart, which is the actual just regular laptop, I thought about it. I've only used it as a tablet like twice in three years. Yeah. So I may as well, may as well just get a, a, a laptop. Laptop, yeah. So I got a laptop, not that bad of a price. It was on sale, yada, yada. And then they're asking me, do you want to pay an extra $179 for them to transfer the data from your old computer to the new computer and all that yeah. stuff? And I paid for it. Then they said, we'll have to hold on to your computer for a week. I'm like, I'm not going to give you my computer for a week. <laughs> Don't look at my search history. <laughs> well, no, it's because I work on my computer. Oh, So I end up going back home, and I, I, I install the Windows Pro 11. And then I noticed that everything that I had on my old Surface Pro suddenly appeared on my new laptop. Hey, so I didn't it, need it migrates them. over. It migrated over. Yeah. I don't need those guys. Do I go get a refund? Is that how that works? <laughs> you know, it's Friday when we're talking about ass. That's <laughs> the cochino coming out. The sucio segment of the of the week. Very uh, Mario Cavazos. Oh, there you go. There's the super chat talk. Super right there. chat. In your opinion, who is the Spurs' best free agent acquisition during the season? Jerome Kersey, Glenn Robinson, or Kevin Willis? Man, we're going back in time, wow. dude. Um. Wow. 
I liked Glenn Robinson when he was here. I liked him too, man. But I mean, Jerome Kersey, I, I would say Kevin Willis was probably dude. He, if he if we had him like three years earlier, Kevin Willis when he was with the Hawks was really good, man, yeah. dude. I, I Kevin Willis was that was that could have been that twin tower along with with uh, David Robinson. Kevin Willis had some dog in him, dude. He did. He would have been the enforcer, man. That's an even better question. Who's the better Spurs enforcer? Is it Mario Ellie? It was it Dennis Rodman? Was it Bruce Bowen? Was it Robert Ori? Who's the best enforcer in Spurs history? Go out there and lay some waste, people. I'd say it was Robert Ori. Robert Ori wasn't afraid to mix it up. Look what he did to Steve, Steve Nash. Nash. He hip checked that motherfucker into the scoreboard, <laughs> baby. He said. You're over here. You're roasting us. You're 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 basically putting us out, you know. So I'm going to go ahead and take your ass out of the game, take you out of the equation. And what <laughs> happened with Steve Nash and Manu, man? That when they clashed noses or heads, dude. Yeah, Matt that Lerner, was Matt says whoever broke Steve Nash's nose is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Dale Castro says Rodman by far. Jeez, Rodman had some dog in him too, man. And that's what the Spurs need, man. The Spurs are eventually going to need to have that dog that's going to be down there. And I don't think that's Sohan. Uh, nothing against him on that. I don't think it's him to do that type of work. Uh, but the Spurs have a lot of needs to fill, man. And, biggest, and we haven't talked about who was the biggest dick. Spurs player who was the biggest dick off the court. Off the court. Off the court. I got one for you guys. Give Aaron me. Baines. Really? Biggest dick off the court, dude. There's a private story that the I got. The guy that share. said, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy, dude. Aaron Baines. Um, he, let's just say that he, one time he was over in the G League, right? Yeah. They had put him in the G League, and he wasn't happy about it. Afterwards, he tore out of the damn parking lot, right? And this was some, from a reliable source that told me this. It was wet that day, right? It was raining. Went out of control as he's just peeling out, you know, pissed off, you know, so angry. And he went and hit several cars on the way out. Really? Just takes off, dude. The Spurs had to intervene and go ahead and, I guess, come in and kind of subside things and, and pay for the damages that were caused by Aaron Baines. But the guy was just a dick. And somebody was telling him on the way out, hey, Aaron, great game. He looks at him and says, fuck you. It's like, you know what? Fuck this guy, dude. Hey, this is like the 12th guy on the team, dude. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Um, Would it be safe to say Danny Ferry? Danny Ferry, man. I don't know, man. You ever had run-ins with him? You know, the Danny Ferry, he was either very nice or very, very mean. Just it depended on the day. I remember going into the Spurs locker room and I was I basically lived in the locker room in the late 90s. When I was working at KSAT, um, they would talk about music all the time. And Danny Ferry was big into Dave Matthews' band back then, huge into him. And then I remember uh, asking uh, Dominique Wilkins, I think it was Dominique Wilkins, what he was listening to. And it was Any Kamozi. Remember Return of the Mac? Return, <laughs> Return of, of the, the Mac. Mac. That's interesting. Uh, Drew says that Aaron got uh, suspended from an Australian Pro League game. For attacking a player back in the day. I don't doubt that, dude. The guy, before he got injured, and this is a weird thing. He had the weirdest injury ever. He was playing for his uh, for the national team, right? Or for the USA team or something. 
not Team USA here, but in the Olympics. And he tripped and or he slipped in the shower and hurt his neck, dude. And it kind of took him out. So that was a brutal injury, gruesome, you know. But I'm still like, at the end of the day, the guy just, he had a bad temper, man. Well, let's take a look at this. It says uh, Brisbane Bullet Center Aaron Baines suspended for five games by the NBL. Let's see, when was this? This was in 2023. This was recent. Yeah. Let's take a look at this. He's got a bad temper, bro. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's see what's going on here. Let's see what's going on here. What is going on? They say he got banned from the entire league. Dewan Blair. <laughs> come, come up to me at North Star Mall. Look, look at Baines' eyes. Crazy. Look at Baines' eyes. Wait, let me go ahead and see. Okay, dude, what's going on with this, dude? Okay, uh, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going after two players. He got teed up. I I dig the official's attire, man. We're in green. This is pretty cool. Look, he's ready to kill somebody, dude. Look at that. <laughs> I'm gonna murder someone, dude. Damn. And of course, their locker rooms are on the same side of the court, right? Great. <laughs> Let's just go out the same exit, holding hands. Oh, the brother doesn't have his his car parked in the parking lot because he'll hit it and run, man. There, there has to be more than just this, man, because this looks no, like man. That's just who he is, dude. That's just who he is. Dude, Australian. Uh, hey, man. Body. Before we go ahead and and bring the show to a close here and everything, because we're gonna yeah. start getting near the end of it, I gotta play my MMA segment. So yesterday, man, I went ahead and did an uh, a quick segment, pre recorded segment, with our good friend uh, Ryan Jarrell. And he is the guy that's over there, the guy that always does all the interviews for All Access MMA. And I was calling it MMA All Access because I get all confused or whatnot. Right. But the founder of All Access MMA is one of our good friends here, uh, Jacob DeLeon. He's also the uh, guy who's, I guess, at the helm right now of Project Spurs. But Jacob DeLeon, is, he's big into UFC, MMA fights and all that. Me, Jacob, uh, my good friend. <laughs> Jonas Clark. We watch a lot of MMA fights here in the studio on the projector. Okay. In fact, we're going to be watching a pay-per-view that's going to be coming up the next one on February 17th. And we have a big old, you know, gathering here with just us and we have a lot of fun. But Jacob doing the all-access MMA, they interview fighters. He gets exclusive footage and all that from a lot of the UFC fighters. So this is going to be a segment that I'm going to play. It's just six minutes. If you want to watch the full one, full segment which is 16 minutes it'll be up there later on in our youtube channel but this is what's us previewing what's going to happen this saturday at ufc 58 oh can't even hear the audio hold on let me see which one was this mma segment Thing that has to do with MMA. So Ryan, you're part of MMA All Access. So tell us a little bit about that as I show the, you know, your YouTube channel here. You and yeah. Jacob Deleon. No, uh, I, I love working with Jacob. Uh, he's phenomenal. All Access MMA. I've been working for the channel now for oof, coming on six years. And I've been very fortunate to interview a, a large number of the fighters, you know, not just in the UFC, but Bellator, PFL, a lot of the regional shows. And uh, it's really been picking up steam, and um, 
you know, we're, we're excited to we keep growing and, and getting, you know, new guests on. Uh, it's always great to, you know, talk to guys that you see on pay-per-views, uh, you know, at some big UFC event. But uh, for me, too, it's also equally as, as cool when you have uh, a young, hungry, up-and-coming prospect that joins the show uh, because, you know, you fast forward a year or two later and then you see them in the big show. So uh, it's been going great. I love doing it. And uh, Jacob is a phenomenal guy to work for. So I'm very fortunate. Yeah, one of the best videographers I've ever had the pleasure of meeting, Jacob. Me and Jacob and our good friend Jonas Clark, we all had a little thing going on here when Jacob was here in San Antonio. And we would get together, try to every weekend. We'd watch pay-per-view events as far as MMA goes. And it was a lot of fun just us talking, you know, shooting the shit, so to speak, about the fights that are coming up. And Jacob telling us about the fighters and who he's met and, you know, had the pleasure of doing some work for and whatnot. What was a lot of fun. But yeah. we do have some pay-per-views that are going to be coming up. Specifically, we have UFC 58 that'll be happening this weekend. Well, actually, we're recording this on a Friday. It's going to be happening tomorrow on a Saturday. You want to go ahead and let us know a little bit about UFC 58? It's not a pay-per-view, just a regular fight night. But nonetheless, still exciting if you're a fan of MMA. Yeah, yeah, back at the Apex, so it's one of the UFC Vegas cards. Uh, I think, we're, geez, we're getting close to UFC Vegas. I'm not sure the, the number, but they just keep hammering them out every other weekend, it seems like. But this one's going to be headlined by Roman Delice and Nasruddin Amavov. Uh, it's a middleweight bout, and both of these guys are you know, trying to continue to climb up the ladder. So uh, the, the, the middleweight division is going to have their eyeballs on this matchup. And it, it's really interesting because Amavov, 12 and 4. Uh, this guy is is a really dynamic fighter, whether it is on the feet or on the ground. He's got five TKO wins on the feet, but he's also got four submission victories as well. So he's one of those guys that he can get you regardless of, of where the feet go or excuse me, where the fight goes. Uh, and Delead say, I, I don't want to say he's more like one-dimensional, but for him, his best chance of winning is, I think, to keep this standing uh, and make it a firefight. He's got a lot of power. He can be a little reckless at times because he goes for the finish. He's got seven TKO victories, uh, and, and, and this guy's been in there with you know some of the best in the division. He most recently lost to Marvin Vittoria at UFC 286. So high-level competition, he's experienced, and he's got another tough one on his hands in a mob-off. Yeah, the thing, too, with the mob-off and uh, Doldiz here is that they're both you know, evenly matched when it comes to height. It's like one is six foot, foot, six foot two, the other six foot three. They both weigh 185 pounds. The age difference, one is 35, the other is 28. Reach, 76 inches versus 75 inches. And the stance is interesting to me. Both are orthodox. Mm -hmm. So even, even matchup in my eyes, you know, I don't know. I think I might give the edge to the savvy veteran in this, in this, in this fight, you know. Because veterans always sometimes find a way to win. But, you know, there is to, something to be uh, spoken about, about being, having youth on your side and being young. You know, yeah. you can come out swinging, but if you come out swinging, you might punch yourself out in the first two rounds, you know? That, that is true. Amavov, last time I checked, is the favorite. He's minus 170, deletes a plus 140 or 150. But this is one of those fights, too. Like, if you're a betting guy, and it just seems like betting and, and combat sports has taken off. Everyone is, is put, getting in their parlays. This is one of those fights where it really could go either way. It, it's so close. I could yeah. see either guy winning this fight. So if you were going to bet... I wouldn't put a whole lot of money on it individually. It'd be one of those ones where you could, uh, you know, maybe throw the dog in a parlay and, and it could hit for you. Yeah, we're all, hey, we're always betting over here on the show, man. <laughs> me and 
my boy Brandon Medina. We we some big time betters. We do a show called Fantasy Gods where we talk about anything and everything that has to do with fantasy football. And we made a little bit of coin last week, you know, right. and some of our bets. We had the Chiefs and we had the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. So I know I made some money. I don't know about Brandon. He's more conservative. I'm more the guy that likes to go out and have the run and gun style. I'm a gambler, man. So I either go big or go home. You know, okay. I might have to hit you up uh, before the Super Bowl uh, next weekend because I'm definitely going to throw some money down for sure. Yeah, you stick with Joe. You're going at home in a Ferrari, man. You go with Brandon, you go home in a little Hyundai or something, man. <laughs> so that was our, our segment that we had there with uh, Ryan Jarrell of All Access MMA. Make sure you go and check them out. They're on YouTube right now. So subscribe to their channel so you can go ahead and get your daily fix of anything that has to do with, you know, MMA and what's going on, especially with UFC. Very, 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 very nice. Hey, before we go, let's uh, show one last video for you guys. Yeah, it is February second, which means it is Groundhog Day. Punxsutawney Phil come out of Gobbler's Knob today. They pulled the rodent out. Did not see his shadow, which might be a good thing because legend has it if if uh, Punxsutawney Phil the uh, groundhog does not see his shadow. That means we're going to be in store for an early spring. So for those of you who are excited to get out of winter, usually here in San Antonio, though, February is the coldest month. It is, man. And I'm 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 done with the cold. I freaking hate the cold. Dude. I want it to be 70. I want it to be in the low 80s so I can be out in the backyard barbecuing, doing some drinking, listening to some music, you know. Having some fun with my friends. We have two weeks of fall that are like that and two weeks of of oh, spring that are like that. Everything else is either super cold, super rainy, or hot as fuck. Dude, I can hang out in the backyard if it's hot as fuck. I got a lot of shade back there. I just take a little fan. Yeah. I sit down in the shade. I even have like a little canopy I can put up real quick if it's that hot. I'm cool, dude. Punxsutawney Phil might be onto something. Today, getting up to 71 degrees. Tomorrow, 69 is the high. Low is just 53. Not bad. I mean, you can go jogging at That's night. That's like East Coast, you know? You just open up the windows. You don't even need to turn on the AC, man. I'm looking at the next 10 days, man. Lows in the mid-40s to mid-50s. Highs in the 60s. So open up the windows, 70s. bro. Look at this. Next weekend, though. High is close to 80 next oh, weekend. No, nah, hell no. <laughs> Not, you have to have AC for that. You can get swamp ass in the house, bro. Well, it is Friday. I'm going to get the heck out of Dodge right now. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. I'm on my way to Ding Hao. Gonna go have Ding some Hao. have some lunch with my folks, man. There you go. We're gonna go to Ding Hao. Gonna get some Chinese food in me. No rice, just veggies, please. You can have the steamed rice. No, man, it bloats me out, dude. Oh, okay. It bloats me out, dude. So not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. But again, hope everyone has a fantastic day. Uh, it is Friday. Uh, support us again. Like the show on the way out the door. Go ahead and send us. Jonathan C. Jeez. Jonathan C. with a great comment to end the weekend. <laughs> Gobbler's knob. That's my ex-girlfriend's nickname. <laughs> you know what? Oh my god. Have a great weekend. We're gonna we're gonna end on that. We're gonna end on that. We'll see you guys. Have a good weekend.